Hello there, friends and colleagues. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today's podcast, episode 83, my special guest is a dear friend and a longtime colleague, Glory St. Germain. Now, Glory is a successful private music teacher and the author of the Ultimate Music Theory books. Today, we're talking about productivity, and Glory is going to share the three sneaky time thieves that prevent us from getting things done. Now, Glory knows all about productivity. Glory and her team have researched, developed, and published over 50 music theory books. She has an incredible teacher masterclass that's coming up. It's a really exciting online webinar that you do not want to miss. But our conversation today, as always, is fun with plenty of teacher takeaways. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, teaching strategies and resources for voice teachers working with young singers. Now here's your host, Nikki Loney. Glory St. Germain, my dear friend and colleague, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm fantastic, Nikki, and super excited to be here. Thank you. So we have we have a very long history. <laughs> <laughs> we have many road trips. We have survived many tours together. And yeah. um, we have been cheering each other on as our companies has, have grown and, uh, and as our product lines have expanded. And as, uh, as teachers, as entrepreneurs, we've kind of been right there beside each other. I'm so happy that you're here. And um, we're going to be talking um, about your, uh, your wonderful online course, all the Ultimate Music Theory Certification course, as well as, and I'm so glad that we get to talk about this, Teacher Overwhelm. And how yes. and how we can just be more productive and less stressed out. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it does sound about right. And I think that I think we're all in the same boat. And I, I think it's important to talk about it yes. so that we can help each other, you know, provide solutions. And even by taking action on one thing that we're going to talk about today, we'll get you to the next level and de-stress and not be as uncomfortable and, and feel like you've really accomplished something because you actually have. Oh, isn't that, we were, we were talking a little bit about that before, before we, we, I started recording and that, that list of things to do, that list Mm -hmm. of things to do. Um, it just, it's such a huge list. And I know as a teacher, as a mom, as a businesswoman, I do so much each and every day. And yet there are days when I go to bed exhausted and I feel like I haven't accomplished everything or I feel like I didn't get that productive day in, which is totally ridiculous. Do you do you do that too? All the time. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about you uh, yesterday and I'm thinking, okay, now I've got Nikki's and I've got to, you know, get ready for the podcast and I have to do this and I have to do this. And then when you wake up in the morning, you just hit the floor running. And so I think it's important to go through some steps and, and I call it the three time thieves that prevent productivity. Yes. You may need a cop. And so I, I, and it's interesting because often as teachers, sometimes we teach things to our students, but we don't make those same rules applicable to ourselves. Yes. Oh my goodness. Kind of time to love yourself a bit. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We all need to be reminded of that from time to time. Now, before we dive into the three time thieves, which I'm excited about, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about your amazing course because I had the privilege of actually doing it live. So in the yes. early days before you created this incredible online course, you would travel to cities and do a three-day super intensive theory course and it was a blast and we met so many wonderful people and it was intense it Uh, was intense it was (laughs) three days of learning but it was covering three years of 
of teaching in three days. So it was definitely intense. And um, I had a lot of fun. Sheila McKibben-Uren, who's um, my editor and co-author on one of our series, also traveled with me. Mm -hmm. And we did. We presented in Washington State, Florida. Um, We did uh, New York. We did um, Ontario. We did several locations in Alberta, Vancouver, Winnipeg a few times. So we kind of traveled the globe and it was really time to bring it online. Mm. And uh, the Ultimate Music Theory Certification course is now available online. We actually have teachers from the UK, Australia, uh, South Africa, um, China, Hong Kong. It's just kind of gone kaboom. And, and it's so amazing because in this day and age, you can learn as you share with your listeners, Nikki, from all over the world. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I know that your publications are also all over the world. So how cool is that, that we get to connect and support each other in our learning and in our teaching? Well, I, I remember that that weekend, uh, it was, it was so much fun. It was learning, but it was laughing and, uh, (laughs) it was, it was just incredible. And music theory, if we can just chat a little bit about that. I know that for a lot of teachers, um, getting the music theory into the private lesson can be really challenging. Um, how to incorporate it, how to find the time for it. But, we all know that it is so important. Our musicians, whether they play piano, whether they sing, they have to understand the language of music. Um, what would you say to a teacher who is thinking, yeah, I just don't have time. I don't have time to put this in. What would you, what would you lovingly tell them? <laughs> well, I would lovingly tell them that it, it's so important that we need to make the time and maybe that comes by just talking about structuring the lesson. Mm. Sometimes the things that are the most important, we, we somehow, you know, if there's sort of something that we want to get to, we leave it for the end and then we never get around to it. Oh, good point. So I think there's two options as far as the theory component goes. Number one, you can weave it through your vocal lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, or number two, you can start the lesson with the, the the concept, the new concept that you want to teach, and then have the, you know, the auditory and realization of, oh, that's what we just learned. And look, now we're singing the intervals mm-hmm. that we just learned how to identify Or another option would be to have a theory club class that meets either once a week, once every two weeks, once a month. I know you taught Ultimate Music Theory Club classes as well, Nikki, where you bring those musicians together Mm -hmm. because ultimately, you know, unless you're going to sing by yourself solo a cappella the rest of your life, (laughs) you know, you're never going to come in contact with an accompanist or anything else. It's so important to learn the language. Quick story for you. I had a vocal uh, professional a singer, her name's Leanne Goose, and she came to me and she said, I want to study music theory with you. And I said, mm, great. And, you know, why is that? She said, well, I'm a singer. And she said, but every time I meet with the band, they ask me what key I sing in. And I always say G because <laughs> I don't know. And of course, we laughed. And I said, well, you don't always sing in G because you need to know your vocal range. So there was just proof in the pudding that even though she was a singer and she's a professional, she's recorded albums. Mm-hmm. She didn't know any anything about the language. Mm. So anyway, she studied theory with me and absolutely loved it. And it was just like a little light bulb went on for her. And she goes, Oh, she said, I actually went in and said, guess what, guys, I'm going to sing this one in a, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it seems so simple. Uh, but it, it affects our singers, well, all our students every day. For me, sometimes it's the inability that our singers have to purchase their own music. Right. Because if you don't know your keys, if you don't know what key you sing in, you're not going to buy the right score on musicnotes.com and just things like that. Just it's so we we do understand and recognize that music is a collaborative art form. We are always going to be working with others. And uh, when I, I love I love the theory classes. I, I don't do them right now just because my studio has changed a little bit. But mm-hmm. the the theory club classes were such a financial um necessity for me and my family. They allowed me to keep a very busy schedule through the summer. Mm. 
They allowed mm-hmm. me to have more offerings for my students. And uh, I had uh, so many students that were preparing for post-secondary auditions. And that theory component was so important. And it's often not, they're not well prepared for that. And mm-hmm. I guarantee, well, and I always tell my students, like, it doesn't, you can be the best singer in the world. If you're lacking in these skills, you are really going to miss out on some opportunities. So I want to thank you for your amazing resources. Now, I, I have to, we, you have to tell everybody, though, um, the online certification course is bigger right. and better <laughs> so what did you add to the online course? Right. And actually, it's it's really exciting, Nikki, because when I first created the um, the online course, and of course, you took the, the live event, um, and there's only so many hours in a live event that you have <laughs> the energy for or, or are able to remember and retain all the information. So when we created the online course, we it actually freed us up to incorporate more hours of information into the course. Um, I also became a neurolinguistic practitioner, mm-hmm. and it was about $10,000 I invested many, many, many months. It probably took me about a year to go through the training to become certified. And I thought, this is such important information to identify learning styles and learn about submodalities and uh, learn about goal setting. Are you uh, a towards goal setter or an away from goal setter? And all those little things in how you communicate with your student. So I thought, you know what, I need to include this into the certification course. And since then, uh, we've actually added more bonuses and we've added coaching calls. And so once you um, enroll in the Ultimate Music Theory Certification course, as you know, new things are added, you're kind of grandfathered into the to mm-hmm. the course, like you don't have to pay extra. Those are always bonuses that you receive um, nice. as a UMT certified teacher. And I know there is a, a wonderful community of Ultimate Music Theory certified teachers. We also have our website, ultimatemusictheory.com, where you can learn more information about that. But um, it, I'm really here to serve teachers because when I started out, Nikki, I hate to admit it, but I, I didn't know anything about theory and I didn't even <laughs> like theory. <laughs> and, you know, to be an author now, it's like, you didn't like theory? I didn't. I didn't understand it. And I think because of my frustration, um, you know, I thought there's got to be a better way. And now there certainly is. And what's interesting is many teachers that have taken our certification course have been teaching for 30, 40 years. Some of them have, you know, more degree letters behind their name than I do. And they said, no one ever taught me this. How Mm. would I, how would I ever learn how to teach? What's the language that you use to communicate effectively? Because Mm -hmm. it can get complicated. And one thing that you mentioned, which um, was so true, Nikki, and that is when you're going to purchase music, and this applies to, you know, to singers, instrumentalists, it doesn't matter if you can't read how are you going to pick the music? I, I know I remember being shopping with my mom one day and I opened a music book and we we're just out and about. And I went, oh, I should get this. This sounds great. And she said, what? What are you talking about? I said, well, I can hear it in my head. And as a vocalist, and I know you've done like a million recordings for whether it's radio jingle commercials or whatever it might be. And you walk in and they hand you a piece of music and say, go ahead. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you got to be able And I think by providing um, the tools for teachers to learn about how to teach Mm. effectively and how to be financially, um, you know, making more money, I always say, you know what, teach less, make more. I do it. I've been doing it for years. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So we're really excited about presenting this and it's coming up. So we've got to jump on, get registered for the uh, webinar coming up and uh, check it out. So Glory's got this amazing webinar that talks all about this. We're going to talk about that a little bit later because I, you've got this really neat system um, that I want you to tell everybody about. And, and, uh, and it, again, we were, we were focusing on the fact that teachers, we, we have a million things on our to-do list. We're often invested in learning, in resources, in workshops. We're trying to get all this information in, but a lot of us are not doing a good job of it. Many of us are overwhelmed. How can Uh we break this down? How can we make never-ending professional development 
simple and achieve the goals that we're looking for. Absolutely. I think one of the things in, you know, never ending professional development, any PD, as I call it, is really, really essential. If we don't learn, how are we going to continue to teach? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is essential. And I think one of the things that holds us back sometimes is that we have good intentions, mm-hmm. but we don't have a system in place for following through and actually achieving that. And we are such great teachers. We tell our students <laughs> about how to put a sticker, you know, on the calendar every day when they practice their piece or, re, you know, um, uh, you know, practice singing for, you know, their piece, uh, then they put a sticker on. So we're such great teachers and yet we don't always apply those things to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we need coaches, which is why we're here, you know, as, as a coach, uh, you know, I'm providing education to teachers to help them. And we all need that. You know, mm-hmm. we all have coaches. I've yep. got three coaches I work with yep. <laughs> in my business and they're all for different reasons, but yeah. uh, you know, they're important. And now for the, my music staff minute. Hey, podcast listeners. Katrina here to talk about registration forms. Your website tells the world everything they need to know about your studio. When a potential student comes to your website and is interested in your services, they should have the ability to reach out to you for more information so they can enroll in lessons. If the end goal of your website is to capture the contact information of interested students and parents, you need a registration form. The big mystery is what to include and what to exclude from your registration form. Ask for the information you absolutely need to know versus what you want to know. The idea would be to reduce the friction for a potential student to sign up for lessons. So in lots of cases, the fewer form fields you include on your registration form is best. More information can always be obtained with a personal touch over the phone or an in-person interview. That's ultimately when you're making the decision of whether a student is a good fit for your studio. Longer forms may cause a user to abandon the registration midway through filling it in. As an example, the default My Music Staff new student registration forms will only ask for a student's name, parent's name, and the parent's contact details by default. All the other options we offer are completely optional and need to be enabled on a case-by-case basis. Start your 30-day free trial of My Music Staff today at www.mymusicstaff.com. Stay tuned for next week's tips and tricks on the My Music Staff Minute, exclusively on the Full Voice Podcast. Let's get started. Tell us about your system uh, or the guidelines that can really help a teacher to to see through whether it's an online course, whether it's a workshop, whether it's any kind of task. What, what do you recommend? Well, I call it the three time thieves that prevent productivity. Ooh. You may need a cop for this one. C-O-P. 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 Cop. Okay. <laughs> Write that down. Okay. Write that down. That's some good stuff right there. C-O-P. <laughs> you may need a cop. I think that we all want to avoid time thieves. And it's just the things that that pulls us out of productivity. And it and it affects our personal life as well as our professional life. Oh, yes. Um, so, right. And sometimes, and of course, as music educators and we're, and we're teaching for some of us out of our homes, some of us are out of a studio, but we need to k- take control of our attention and, and not feel guilty when we're at home thinking about the studio. And when we're at the studio, we're thinking about what we should be doing at home. So let's just kind of take a little breath and say, okay, so how can we take control of our attention and take time to grow the teaching business and to grow our income so that we can, you know, be relaxed, hang out with our family. And is it possible? Absolutely. Mm. Um, You know, I think productivity um, as a teacher, well, first of all, we're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we, you know, are accomplishing our goals. And a person or a teacher such as us uh, really needs to organize our business and be profitable. And we want to be successful because when we are, then of course everything it's a win win win. We mm-hmm. build our teaching business that grows, we make money, and we can increase you know doing all the great activities that we love to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to share those three. Does that sound like a plan? Absolutely. <laughs> That's why I brought you here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I may start off with the first time thief because um, we all need a cop. We're robbed of time. Sometimes I say we're kind of robbed of time. The interesting thing is that. We actually all have exactly the same amount of time, don't mm-hmm. we? 
Yeah. But it's how but it's how we organize our time. And, you know, I think that it's important to kind of just take a second to say, okay, how can we get that? So here's the first one. The first COP, C-O-P, the first COP is C, which is concentration. Mm. And I've really learned a lot from this. And as you know, I'm an active researcher and I study and, and I learned this concept and I absolutely loved it. So I'm excited to share it. So concentration is the action or power of focusing one's attention or mental effort on a single task. Mm -hmm. So I want to explain a little bit about that. We first need to identify, and and it's going to be different for everyone. We need to identify what is the time thief that steals your attention and it kind of puts you off course in the first place. And for often, um, Nikki, it's, it's a behavior and it's a trigger. And so we need to identify like, what is that? Right. And it becomes a habit. There's something that always interrupts your, your high value. And, and for everyone is different for me. I'm a morning person. So my Mm. high value productivity is six o'clock in the morning for some might, might go, Oh my God, are you kidding me? You know, but I'm like, that is, prime time. Mm -hmm. So when you can identify what is your best productivity time, but also what's the most obvious distraction, you know, squirrel, rabbit hole, you know, (laughs) something systematic. Right. Um, You know, I have a funny story to share with you, Nikki, when when um, I was doing, uh, well, actually, you were there with me, I think, was it Las Vegas, we went to Vegas together. And we did the uh, conference there. And uh, we were doing it was, um, I think it was MTNA conference, you were presenting and your product was there. And my product there was we had it in the booth, Sheila McKibben, Uren was with Mm -hmm. us and Sherry, of course. And um, when we were there, I actually researched, oh, okay, talk about squirrels and interruptions. So I'm getting us registered for the the workshop that we're attending, and I noticed they had a pool. And so I went, oh, they have a pool. You know what? I don't even have a bathing suit. I should check that out. So I go online, and I find bathing suits. Oh, they're pretty cute. Oh, my gosh. I can't get into a two-piece. Maybe I should lose weight. Now I start learning, <laughs> researching how to lose 20 pounds in two weeks. You know, so <laughs> it's just that distraction. So here's a great thing to help you block your time for concentration. And um, this is called the Pomodoro Technique. And it was invented in the early 90s by um, uh, uh, Francesco Sorello was his name. And he tracked it for Pomodoro now or for for his time concentration. So it works like this. The Pomodoro was actually named after a tomato-shaped timer. And he used it to track his time. He's a university student. And you actually block 25 minutes of focused time on a single task. It's actually really empowering because, you know, for 25 minutes, you don't have to worry about, you know, checking your text messages or checking this or looking here, Mm. looking there. You're just going to go 25 minutes that allows you to concentrate on a single task with clarity and and it works. Mm -hmm. And here's here's the trick behind it is that um, when you're using the Pomodoro, and you block it for 25 minutes. So here's a little a little Tito tip, as I call him, is that you you must complete the task or stay focused for 25 minutes. So if you don't, and it, with that 25 minute is interrupted, you need to set the timer again for 25 minutes. Oh. And and when you, and that's the key. And I actually have a timer. I actually bought it online. You can go online and buy a Pomodoro. It's it's shaped like a tomato. You just you use your phone. Tw- <laughs> yeah, or you just I do. I just use my phone, and I set it for twenty five minutes. So that's a huge one. And it's the productive Pomodoro technique, and and it works. It's twenty five minutes of focused time. Mm-hmm. So it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. I like it. And I would imagine if you get into the routine of setting that timer and that 25 minutes that you're, you're working on your concentration and it does get easier to do that. You absolutely nailed it. Actually, when I was writing the supplemental series, I was adamant about, as a matter of fact, I've got a log book and I would put 25 minute because it would free me. And it was, I'll I'll give you a little secret too, Nikki, is that when you set your timer for 25 minutes, I very often do it when I'm replying to emails. I have literally thousands of emails in my inbox. Mm -hmm. And if I feel like, okay, I don't want to start in there squirrel because then you kind of do this and then you, and, and it doesn't really get accomplished. So 
I set my Pomodoro and like you, I set my phone, although I do have that little tomato timer as well, 25 minutes. And it's almost like a little game you play with yourself. Mm -hmm. How many emails can I respond to get done in 25 minutes? Go. And I find that I work, I concentrate better. I work faster. When I was writing the series, I would often challenge myself to say, and you know, because you're an author, can you write a page in 25 minutes? <laughs> you know, it <laughs> depends. Might, it, we laugh, depends. It, it can take, you know, literally weeks to write one page, depending on the research that you're doing. In my case, I was writing history at the time. So a lot of research in history, but it is so, so cool. Like I really encourage you to block it. Just try it mm -hmm. because when you block 25 minutes of time, all of a sudden you're going to accomplish whatever it is that you need to do. You want to clean your house. You want to do lesson plans. You want to, um, you know, do your emails, give yourself your 25 minutes on Facebook. When the timer goes off, get out because sometimes we can just think we'll just check oh, it for a minute that and is then we're in there for an hour and a half. Exactly. That's a great tip. Social media, put your timer on, get, get in there, throw down some good comments and then get out. I like that tip right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You're right, too. You know, I love what you you mentioned about emails. I mean, email is such a time suck, but it's a necessity in our businesses. Yes. We have to respond to people. But I like the idea of having like a set time and then, yeah, you can, how many can I answer? How many can I get through? And because you've got that little challenge, you're not going to, you know, click on a, an email that probably just needs to be deleted and yes. right. You're going to go, okay, this is, you know, this is spam. Goodbye. Rather than yes. going shopping online, which yeah. sometimes <laughs> bathing I, that we, some bathing that we suit or yeah, my, 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 uh, my rabbit hole is those stationary websites that have cute pens <laughs> and pencils. I, I though, if I get those emails, it's like, Oh no, it's bye. <laughs> I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> 25 minutes from now on, Nikki. <laughs> All right. Well, I can probably do my shopping in 25 minutes. Okay. So that's okay. the C. All right. So that's concentration. Right. Now I'm dying to know what's the, what's the O. Okay. The O is organization. Oh, okay. So the action of organizing something with a single purpose. So how you organize your schedule, and this applies to both your personal life and your and your professional life. Mm -hmm. What are the patterns of organizing that disrupt productive work? And it's really interesting because I think sometimes when you discover the process that's preventing you from accomplishing your task and achieving higher productivity, you're more likely to accomplish it. So mm -hmm. what's one interruption that takes you in a different direction? And that can be answering unexpected phone calls, um, yes. looking for things in your office. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, kids that, that want something, your dog who needs to go for a walk, mm. your cat that wants a new trick or a little treat. Like these are just, these are just things that take us out of there. So personal rules. So the purpose of personal rules is to organize your space and time and advanced distractions be, uh, or um, advanced preparation to avoid distractions such as, hey, do you have a minute? You know, oftentimes, and you and I uh, both have offices in our homes. Mm -hmm. So when my door is closed, it means don't come in here. You know, how can we dictate to others that we don't want interruptions. So it's something that you really have to organize it and plan it. Mm. And the big thing is to organize your day and stick with the plan. And I know that's easier said than done, Sure, sure. <laughs> but I do want to share something with you and that learning organization, it's actually not a new idea. The research of by organization knowledge was by author Peter Drucker, who said that the philosophy, philosophical, that's a hard word to say, philosophical and practical foundations of effective organization can maximize your productivity. So what do I, what do I mean by that? I mean, to organize your to-do list. So we might say, well, we all have a to-do list who doesn't, mm -hmm. but how do you organize it? Sometimes it's important, and I can share this with you, that I usually have 
three things on my to-do list that are the priority that I must do that day. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course, I have a big list. We all do. But what are the three things? And maybe for you, if you're scrambling with a lot of things, you just want to put one thing on that list. Ah. But that's the one thing. Because then when you do do it, you feel great because I did the one thing that was on my list today. Um, Another thing that you might want to do, I mentioned, is just, you know, put a little um, productivity and progress sign on your door (laughs) so that no one is going to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. And I think when you cross off something on your list, Mm -hmm. it also releases that your brain releases that dopamine, that little neurotransmitter that says, oh, I'm so happy. I feel great. And the most important thing, Nikki, is that we that we want to feel great every day. There's a difference between being happy and being joyful. And you can be happy and still not be joyful, Mm. interestingly enough. So we want to be happy and we want to release those dopamines. I call them delightful dopamine. And how we can release that is by feeling like we've accomplished something. So we really want organization. Um, Another little tip is to organize your to-do list, clear your desk. Uh, As a matter of fact, on my calendar, it kind of goes ding about every hour at 10 to for my next task. And one of them is uh, organizing my office. uh, And I call it the off ramp. It's actually a lot of the details there are in the certification course. Now I call it the on ramp and the off ramp how you plan and lead into your next day. So, you know, as we were preparing for our webinar um, or webinar, our podcast today with Nikki Loney, um, I had to prepare my office, get, you know, my headset, my microphone, get my notes, think things through so that when I came into the office, you know, we're ready to go. So just preparing the day before, you know, Mm -hmm. delaying the, that, oh, I'll do it later kind of thing. But I like, I like what you said that there about, um, you know, you have, when your door is closed, that means that you're working and setting those boundaries about, you know, this is my space. And I, and I have to tell you, my office is now, I have another office at the church. (laughs) So, and the reason for moving my office out of the house was because my productivity and my husband's productivity, because the recording studio is in the house. So we had two offices literally in the same room and there were days where I was trying to get my stuff done and he was trying to get his stuff done and we were both in each other's space now poor Mm -hmm. Sean still has we you know our house it's small but it's like open concept so he still has the eight-year-old that likes to come down and go hey dad (laughs) (laughs) and I, I can honestly say uh that my productivity is probably better because my my office is not here anymore Poor Sean still has to play baseball and take baseball breaks with the eight-year-old. But I love what you said about organizing your space and getting ready for the next day. Um, I try to do that in my teaching studio. I try to, you know, as much as I just want to get out of there sometimes at the end of the day, I try to like clean the space up, look at who's coming in next. What music do I need to have? And then I don't feel so disorganized and rushed through my teaching day. Right. And I think the, you know, and take that, that Pomodoro, that 25 minutes, Mm -hmm. set the timer. You're not going to stay an extra hour and do all that. But I I love that, Nikki. And I do that too in my, in my teaching studio and it's coming up to theory exams right now. Mm -hmm. So I have to make sure that I plan that because that way, when you get up in the morning, you know, you make your coffee and you go, okay, well, I'm ready to go. Let's just check out the list. And, um, it, it's it's just such a great way to live. I mean, and it, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, and there's still times when you scramble in the morning. But for the most part, when you implement and you take action on these steps, they do work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they do. And just the fact that you're there and you can shut the door, yeehaw, yeah. you know, you do... And you feel that presence too. I think it's important. And so for some, uh, you know, uh, teachers, they might say, well, where am I going to find a space? Well, you know what, if you, if you even have, um, you know, children at home, kick them out of their room for a minute and just go in the room by yourself, like find your, find your space, Mm -hmm. find your, you know, because you also want to have your own learning and professional development space. We're talking about, you know, um, the ultimate music theory certification course and online learning, you need to find that. And you can, it's just a matter Mm of, you know, looking around and saying, where can I, where can I find my space that I can just have my, you know, 
um, time for study, time for reading, time for learning, preparing for the next day. It's so important. uh, I, I have colleagues who do their online learning. They'll go to like a cafe. Yes. And it, and it works for them because Mm -hmm. they're away from the distractions of home that don't allow them to get, to see their goals through. And mm-hmm. I, it might not be ideal for some people, but if that's where you have the least distractions, then <laughs> that's a good place to study. Actually, that's a brilliant idea. There is actually a university not too far from me. They have a cafe that has fantastic food mm. and uh, it is a study center. So mm. you go in there and they have, you know, you order all this and it's all healthy food and and it's a quiet place and it's for university students, but it's open to the public. So I actually took Ray there for lunch one day and I said, you know, Shh, don't talk too loud, you know, because there's people <laughs> studying here. I but um, I mean, you can talk. It's a meeting space. But when you go up to the second level, it's just a quiet space. So that's a great idea. Another place you might not just want to go there to study, but I find a very productive place for me is the airport. I oh. traveled so much last year and I got so much done because I would, you know, arrive at the airport. And then, of course, when I'm on a flight and it's three and a half hours, there's no internet. There's no distractions. I could just write and study and listen wow. to, you know. Yeah. So find your spot. I love that. Okay. Moving on. P. What does right. P stand for? Our last for? one. The P is procrastination. Ooh, that <laughs> awful P person. That awful thing. P thing. So procrastination is the action of delaying something or postponing, and we all do it. And sometimes it's the most important thing that we need to get done, whether it's income tax or whatever it might be, exactly, that we just... We, we just go, I'll get to it, and we never do, and that's the one thing that we should do. So the third thing is to identify the time thief that prevents you from getting started oh, or okay. completing a task. So mm-hmm. it's kind of two different things. You procrastinate because you don't want to start it, then you kind of start it, and then you don't finish it. So mm. what are the patterns um, of work that hold you back from success? And we want to think about the actions, the timely actions that prevent us from really accomplishing that. So how can we avoid procrastination? What's the one hurdle that you can jump over? <laughs> and here's the truth. This, the reason that sometimes we procrastinate is this. Sometimes we're afraid that we're going to make a mistake. And so, for example, if, if, you're, if you ask a student to sing a new song and, and they're kind of you know, say, well, I'll, I'll do that for you next week. And then they don't. And, and why is that? What, what are they procrastinating about? Maybe they're, they're afraid of making a mistake. Maybe there's no support. Maybe this is probably one of my favorite words. It's an insurmountable task. Mm. They just don't know where to start. And, you know, I've got a couple of new platforms on social media that I'm learning about. And I hate to admit that I was kind of procrastinating a little because I wasn't afraid of making a mistake, but it was just such an insurmountable task to learn Mm -hmm. all this new technology. And yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, my web developer, Kyle, was here, who you know, and he said, "Okay, Glory, let's go. So... I finally accomplished that. So I was like super proud of myself, but it was that procrastinating of, it was an insurmountable task and didn't know where to start. So I have a little tip and the tip is this, to use a productivity journal. Now you can actually readily get these at chapters or any, and you will love these Nikki, because you can go get these at the, you know, the paper store where you love to go. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) So when you use a productivity journal, you can map out your daily routine, um, a productivity planner. It's easy to use. You'll get a feeling of accomplishment. Go find one that's really pretty that you really like. Set your daily task goals, create your action steps, and set a deadline, Mm. and then just do it. And I think the most fun thing of all, and we talked a little bit about that before we started the broadcast, was to create a reward for a goal completed, and Mm. a consequence if it's not. So if you accomplish that one big thing that you've been procrastinating about, you need to celebrate. Oh my gosh. And celebrate can be different things, and celebrate can be go out for dinner. Celebrate could be 
go for a mani-pedi. But mm. celebrate can mean different things to different people. Celebrate can mean, let me go read my book by myself in my bed. <laughs> Good. Celebrate, That's a great celebration. You know, celebrate might be going to attend a mastermind group. Like we all feed and rejuvenate in different ways. So you have to celebrate. It doesn't mean you have to go out for dinner. You celebrate in what brings you joy. And that's what we were talking about yeah, today. Is, I love but I love that you say thing, that. Oh sorry, if I can if I can interject. You know, um we yes. talking about you know, that to-do list that's so overwhelming. I think one of the reasons that we get overwhelmed is that we don't celebrate all the accomplishments and we're not taking the time to go, holy smokes, I just did all of this stuff. And uh, I love what you said about dinner because I told my husband, uh, the the income tax thing for us is literally... Like, it's like we used to do the walk of shame across our accountant's <laughs> office, like the day before the deadline. And our, and like, you know, he hates us, right? We're that couple. Yeah. yeah. And I said to Sean, I said, why don't we get our taxes done and then we go out for all you can eat sushi? Like, let's nice. celebrate ripping that bandage off. And that made it a lot easier this year. And we did yes. not do the walk of shame. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, when there's, here's another thing. So we, we talk about celebrating when you accomplish it, but here's a big motivator to accomplish it. And that is if you don't complete your goal, you have to have a consequence. Oh gosh. So, so there's, there's gotta be a pain point because otherwise mm -hmm. you just keep procrastinating because it doesn't matter. I'll do it. So here's the consequence, because remember, you're going to get your productivity calendar. You're going to write it down. What's going to happen if you don't do it? Okay, well, you're not going to die. But <laughs> but the consequent, instead of you and Sean going out for dinner, you have to sit down and you have to eat dry crackers and no and no drinking any water. You just you have to separate. Or if it's something really big that you absolutely want to do, you might even say, I am going to donate, you know, a hundred dollars to, you know, so-and-so's charity. And I mean, it's not really a pain point because it's, it's a good thing, but it, it's just like, what are you going to do mm. instead of taking that hundred dollars and, you know, going out for dinner, mm. like give it away or like, because sometimes we just don't think about consequences and yet there are for our students, right? What oh, happens sure. if they don't, if they don't do their stuff? Well, they don't get to go, they, they get their, you know, their, their parents may say, give me your phone. Your phone mm. is going to be gone for a week. Your teacher told you, you had, you've got a performance coming up. You had to practice. You've got a solo. You've got to learn your harmonies, your, your, whatever the case may be. There's a consequence. And yet as adults, we think, meh, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't, there's no consequence for me. So mm -hmm. that's a yep. good point. That's a really good point. Now, can you tell everybody uh, about your upcoming webinar, y if I may, and I know I'm biased because you're a dear friend, but you do a great webinar. You have lots of fun. You have lots of great teacher takeaways. So tell everybody about your upcoming webinar. Absolutely. Thank you, Nikki. Um, well, I'm very much about professional development, NEPD. We talked about that. And I really feel that it's important to continue education. So in the upcoming masterclass webinar, um, we are covering the three master keys that you need to teach music theory more effectively to attract more students that are excited to learn, mm. right? And how do we do that? And increase your income, not your teaching time. So those are three primary things that I'm going to be sharing. Um, and again, we have teachers from all over the world joining us. And you will see their comments coming in, their questions. So it's a, an opportunity to kind of see what other teachers are struggling with. Uh, in this particular webinar, I'm going to be covering um, teaching theory in a fun and effective way. I'm going to give away three of my mnemonic device secrets. Oh, secrets. Okay. Secrets. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to actually talk about what are uh, mnemonic devices and why do we need them. We've actually incorporated nine mnemonic devices into the Ultimate Music Theory program, so you can learn a little bit about that. 
Uh, we're going to talk about how to help your students go from frustrated to motivated. Ooh. And I'm going to share some of my favorite NLP techniques. So NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I won't go into the details now because that's another long story. But I definitely will be covering that. And knowing NLP changes everything. Mm-hmm. Like you absolutely need to be in on this on this masterclass. Uh, and we're going to be exploring learning styles. What's your back? Some people think that they know their learning style. Right, right. But how do, but how do you know it? When I first started my neurolinguistic programming um, course, I thought I knew my learning style. But it wasn't until I actually studied and understood how you identify your learning style and how you can um, really develop uh, and learn faster by mm-hmm. learning in in the learning style where you learn best. Uh, so that was an aha moment for me. So I'm going to share that with you. And of course, it's important to identify our child, our students' learning styles as well. And here's a little secret. It also helps you be a better communicator with your spouse. Oh, and, and your children. Yes, yes, and, yes. And your children, you know. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to discover the the prime environment for learning. And there's Mm. five areas and I'm going to be sharing that. So it is a very powerful masterclass. I'm super excited to be presenting. I'm going to be talking about the ultimate music theory certification course and how teachers can get started with that as well. I've got some fantastic bonuses in there. Nice. So I'm looking forward to it. And we actually have uh, six different times. These are all live masterclass uh, webinars that we're doing. Uh, They're on May the 9th, uh, sorry, May the 8th, Wednesday, and May the 9th, Thursday. Mm -hmm. So there's two on Wednesday and four on Thursday. So we've got you covered regardless of whatever your time zone is in. Just, um, I know you're going to be putting them in the the chat box or the the show notes uh, Mm -hmm. for the podcast. And yeah. Get started. I'm excited. <laughs> that is so exciting. I love all of those things. And um, I uh, I know how much uh, I got from just the live uh, the live presentation of your of your music theory course. Like it was it was a game changer. And then you upped it and you added all this wonderful information on the online, which which I've had a chance to uh, to look at and to to start. I'm so excited. Now, um, so to to get access to your webinar, people do need to sign up. So they do Absolutely. need to register for the webinar. And that's very simple. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to the webinar sign up in our showcase or sorry in our podcast notes so that is directly um, if you're listening to this podcast on your phone or your device you can look in the show notes the link is there but you can also visit our podcast page to get a direct link as well and I'm going to put all of that in the show notes and I'll repeat it again at the end because I don't want anybody to miss this amazing opportunity and for the record I have traveled near and far with Glory. I've seen her. Pre- I've seen her uh, present in person and online, and it is just a super valuable uh, and fun time. So I'm really excited that uh, more people get to meet you and to see uh, your passionate resources. I love all the stuff that you do. So thank you so much. And thank um, you, and I'm I uh, will have you back now before you go. Now, the warm-up of the week. Before you go, we have a new feature on the podcast, and it still applies to what we've talked about today. So warm-up of the week. Uh, when Let's, let's kind of change this a little bit into a productivity tip of the week. Ah. All right. So tell everybody about your... Um, post-it note board which which (laughs) this is an audio recording but I can see your post-it note it's a huge post-it note board so tell everybody about the post-it note board system okay this is a a phenomenal phenomenal system so it's a great warm-up and it's a great way to get organized with your productivity so what you do is uh, you go and buy, uh, I just head on down to Nikki's favorite shop, which is all about <laughs> paper and pens. It's and true. you get yourself colored pens and colored sticky notes. 
And I have a giant whiteboard in my office. And you can also get gigantic sticky note paper mm. if you don't have a whiteboard, which is what Nikki's looking at. It's actually sticky notes on a sticky note, which is a gigantic <laughs> piece of paper that I can move around in my office depending right. what I'm needing. And, and each color represents certain activities that I personally am working on. So, of course, we're working on our webinar masterclass, which I hope to see all of you attend. And make sure that you, uh, when we're doing the masterclass, Make sure that you put in the chat box. I heard about you from Nikki Loney because I want to know that you're <laughs> I there. I listened to so the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. so I can give a shout out to you. So the sticky notes cover um, each sticky note is one hour of something that you need to do, and you may need to you want may want to organize them such as. I need to do income tax. Okay, what are all the things that you need to do for that? I need to find my receipts. I need to do this. I need to call my accountant. All the things, that would be one list. The next thing is your scheduling. I need to schedule my students for next year. I need to get together my letter that I'm going to send out to the parents. I need to um, decide whether I'm going to ask for post-dated checks or I'm going to, you know, whatever you're preparing, and i got to get ready, ready for the recital. And then there's the next sticky notes, and that might be personal. I need to prepare the meals for the week. I need to go grocery shopping. I need to do. So as they are accomplished, you need to go into your house and find the most beautiful vase that you possibly can find mm -hmm. that does not have flowers or anything else in it. Mm -hmm. um, Nikki saw mine. I have this beautiful pin wheel vase that was actually my mother's. Mm. And so it's, it, it has a lot of meaning for me. And as I accomplish a task, I take the sticky note off the board. And sometimes that one hour has actually taken me, you know, a week before I got to that one hour. So it can't <laughs> come off until it's done. And then I simply fold the sticky note in half and I put it into this beautiful, clear pinwheel vase. And every 90 days, I personally work on a, a productivity calendar, which is a 90 day productivity mm -hmm. calendar for goal planning, because it's how our business works. And every 90 days, I take that beautiful vase and I go, wow, like I've accomplished so much. Mm -hmm. And it's really releasing those, you know, dopamines we talked about feeling happy. <laughs> so um, anyway, have some fun with that. And I hope to see you all on the masterclass as well. Thank you, Nikki. I really enjoyed today. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you. A very special thank you to Glory for that wonderful information, those amazing strategies. Now, you do not want to miss her online webinar. Her teacher masterclasses are filled with incredible teaching strategies. If you go to the show notes, you will see a direct link that takes you to the registration page so you will not miss her webinar. And here's just a brief overview one more time. So she is talking all about the three master keys you need to teach music theory more effectively, attract more students who are excited to learn, and increase your income not your teaching time, something I think we all want to learn a little bit more about. So if you want to take advantage of this, please make sure to click on the link and register. And I look forward to seeing you at her online webinar. As always, I am wishing you inspired teaching, never-ending professional development, and happy singing. Thank you for listening to the Fold Voice Podcast. For more information and teacher resources, please visit our website at thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. Canoe